All right. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. For those of you that are here in person, we are coming to you live from Salvation Temple Church in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I want to, of course, give honor to God and also to Pastor and Mrs. Scott. They're my mom and dad. Uh, they pastor the great church, Salvation Temple Church, here in Detroit, Michigan. Um, amen. <laughs> for all of those of you that are here in person, what a blessing it is for me to be able to minister to you. Normally on Wednesday nights, I'm, I'm just stuck in front of a camera, uh, you know, connected to the computer. But we have had some amazing experiences and we're going to have a powerful word from God tonight. So thank you all for being a part of this service. Open with me in your Bible to the book of De Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I want to begin reading uh, verse one and verse two. We've already prayed uh, before going live. And so I trust those of you that are connected um, are uh, ready to receive this word in Jesus name. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse one through two, it says this. <clears throat> verse one says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today. Listen at this carefully. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. So we've been on a journey to study what it looks like to be overtaken by the blessing of the Lord. I want to break down for you what Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2 looks like. What does this really look like? I mean, for those of us that are here in person, those of us that are online, I mean, does this scripture even apply to my life? Is this a word for me? When you look at what God is saying to you and I through verse one and verse two, this is what he's saying. God is saying, if you do what he tells you to do, then he will pick you up and throw you beyond the usual mark. That's what it means to set you on high. Everybody else is on this level. But if you do what God tells you to do, if you obey him, then he's going to pick you up out of the crowd and set you in a good place. He's going to do it by speaking to you by revelation, by dreams and visions. He's going to do it by saying something good to you and over you that enables you to prosper in every single area of your life. And as a result of all these good, as a result, all these good things are going to catch up to you and come upon you suddenly and even take some of you by surprise as long as you are moving in the same direction with God. Amen. So last week we started uh, uh, on a journey looking at overtaking uh, all of these blessings 
We read from verse 3 all the way down to verse 14 that, you know, all these blessings are supposed to come upon our life and they're supposed to overtake us. And uh, tonight I want to title this message. So if you're taking notes, write this as the title for tonight. Amen. We're going to talk tonight from Adam to Abraham. And then next week we're going to look at from Jacob to you. See, I submit to you that these are just words on the page if you don't receive them for yourself as God speaking to me. You know, uh, pastor says all the time, the Bible is God's word and God's word is God's will and God's will is what God wants for me to do. And when I do what God wants me to do, he blesses me. And we say it all the time that the Bible is God speaking to me. But my challenge for you tonight is when you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse one and two, and you look at all of these blessings from verse three through 14, do you see it as if God appeared to you in the night, standing at the top of a ladder from heaven to earth, saying over your life that if you do this, then I'm going to cause all of this to happen to you. I, I submit to you as it was for me that most of us do not take this word personally. But what I endeavor to show you beginning tonight from the word of God is how the blessing was intended to go. From Adam to Abraham to Jacob to you. What I have found in our study of the blessing is it's just not for Jacob. We spent weeks and weeks looking at Jacob's ladder and how God promised blessings upon his life. We even touched on the fact that God blessed Abraham. Well, that's good for Abraham and his family. That's good for, for Jacob and his family coming out of 2020, going into 2021. I need to hear from the Lord. God, what are you saying about me? And I believe he's saying it just as fresh as it was spoken in the day that Moses gave this to the children of Israel. God is saying to you and I tonight that if you will obey me, then I will say good things over your life. And those good things that I speak over your life will enable you to win, not just on the job. You'll be able to win on the job and in the home. You won't just have success on the job and in the home, your children are going to have success. You'll have success in your body. You'll have success in your bank accounts and by preaching good tonight. So in other words, we've got to make this personal and see, does Deuteronomy 28 apply to me in 2021? Because technically this was written to the children of Israel. And for those of us that have been studying Jacob, we know that Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So for those of us that highly value the blessing, when we hear the word Jacob, when we hear the name Jacob, and when we hear the name Israel, did you know for those of you from Salvation Temple Church, because maybe you didn't catch Jacob's ladder, one of the ways that God blessed Jacob was changing his name to Israel. 
As a matter of fact, we talked about Jacob wrestled with an angel. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. And the angel asked him, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He says, well, no, come on. He's telling him something good. Oh, I'm preaching good tonight. Y'all, are y'all here? He's about to speak something good in that moment where he's wrestling with an angel. He's about to say something good. And he asked him, he says, okay, what can I say? Well, how can I bless? I mean, if you go back and study Jacob and see how many times he was blessed and all the wonderful and powerful and good things that had already been said to Jacob up to that point, you'll pay attention that, oh, this is a very significant moment. He said, no longer will your name be Jacob. It'll be Israel. And he says something powerful. And even to this day, we're still talking about the children of Israel, the children of a man who highly valued the blessing. So, 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 so let's see what is God saying literally through Deuteronomy 28 verse one through two. He's saying that if you obey God, he will. If you obey God. If you do what he tells you to do, he will, it says, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Well, most of us don't even know somebody from the country. So, this, I mean, he said, you'll be blessed in your basket and also blessed in your kneading bowl. Oh, most of us, we don't make our own bread. We don't need the dough. And then he said, your, your herds and your livestock and your cattle will be blessed. Well, we're not in an agricultural society. We don't have storehouses where we've got bank accounts where we store our money in. So when we go through and, and read the, the, the blessing, you'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. He'll make your enemies. All of that seems inapplicable or partly applicable. But when you boil it down, somebody say, when you boil it down. When you boil down verse 3 through verse 14, what is God saying? Let me tell you. When you plug it back in, he's saying, if you obey me, you will prosper. I'll say something good over your life that will enable you to walk in prosperity. Listen to me, child of God. If you are not walking in prosperity tonight, then pay attention. Because what God said in his word is that if you obey him, he'll say something good on your life to cause you to live a prosperous life. Not only that, you'll prosper in every area of your life. That's what he meant by in the city, in the field, when you come in, when you go out. In other words, he's saying not only will you prosper, you'll prosper everywhere. What else is he saying? He's saying your children will prosper. He said, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. You know what? Well, we kind of do like the fruit of the looms. Y'all got to help me tonight. Come on now. <laughs> the fruit of the loom, the fruit of the body. What is he talking about? He's talking about your children. And he's literally saying, if you obey God, he'll say something good over your children that will enable them to prosper and to succeed. Yeah. We've been talking about iniquities and the impact that it could have on our families, but also the blessing and the impact that it can have on our children. Amen. He's also saying when he's saying the fruit of your body, he's saying your body, if you obey me, I'm going to say something good and your body will be healthy and you'll have healing. He, if, if you obey me, I'll say something good and your work will be blessed. Amen. He says, if you obey God, you'll have victory over your enemies, prosperity in your bank accounts. 
You'll have abundance. You'll live a debt-free life. You'll be above only and not be beneath. Amen. So tonight we're going to go back to the beginning of time and start to trace the blessing. We want to trace this blessing from Adam to Abraham to Jacob to you. I already know in the time that we have for tonight that we won't be able to get all the way to you. So I invite you to, to connect uh, and, and to get as much as this as you can tonight. We want to go from Abraham to Adam. You know, this was fascinating to me, uh, uh, Pastor Lane. When did the word blessing ever appear in the Bible? That, 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 how did this message originate in me from the Lord? God took me back. And since, we're, since we highly value the blessing, we want to see everywhere it is. And I'm going to show you the first mention, the first time anyone was ever blessed and what that looks like through the scripture. Now, I'm operating under the premise that those of us that gather together on Wednesday nights are fascinated by the blessing. We are individuals who are like Jacob. We highly, come on somebody, yeah. highly, highly value. I mean, we're waiting for the end of the service when the man or the woman of God says, may the Lord bless you, right? Because we know that, that hey, something good's going to come. Something's going to happen because that's powerful, right? We are individuals who highly, highly value the blessing. And as a result, we want to understand it more and more. I hope I've at least piqued your appetite and interest in studying the blessing. Isn't that what we do at Word Study? This is Bible Study Night. Amen. So roll your mental sleeves up and let's go through the word of God. When we see it in scripture from this day forward, anytime you see the word bless, blessed, or blessing, let your ears perk up. Not that my ears need to perk up any more than they already are. But let your ears perk up spiritually when you see it. Let it stand out. And we will investigate it thoroughly to see how does this apply to our lives. Now, let me make three statements about Adam, Abraham, and Jacob. Just listen carefully. You don't have to write these down. Adam was overtaken by all these blessings. In other words, God spoke something good over Adam's life that empowered him to prosper until he disobeyed God and opened the door to failure. What I'm going to submit to you tonight, the, the theory behind this study, is that God blessed Adam, God blessed Abraham, God blessed Jacob, and God wants to bless you. What we've learned about the blessing, when someone is blessed, someone says something good over their life that enables them to prosper and to succeed. So I submit to you, and then we'll go study it out in the scripture. What I submit to you is that God at some point in creation said something good over Adam's life that empowered him, equipped him to win and to succeed. 
And he won until he didn't obey what God said and opened the door to failure. See, if we could see what happened with Adam and Abraham and Jacob, we also could see what happens with us. And it should encourage us to obey the Lord. Right. Uh, make a note of this. Abraham, without having studied, because we studied Jacob, we didn't study Abraham. But I can tell you this, Abraham was overtaken by all these blessings that we just described. He was blessed everywhere. His children were blessed. His enemies ran from him. He was blessing his body. He lived to an old age. I mean, the Bible says that he was rich. I mean, come on. He was above. He didn't have to borrow. He had abundance, right? Listen, Abraham was overtaken by the blessings. That means that God spoke something good over Abraham's life that enabled him to succeed and prosper. And he is the father of us all. Jacob, whom we studied, was also overtaken by all these blessings. On seven different occasions, he was blessed. God spoke something good over him that caused Jacob to win in every situation. And I said that to say this, you will be overtaken by all these blessings. God has spoken, is speaking, and will speak something good over your life that will empower you to prosper as you carefully obey him. Hallelujah. Amen. So how many of y'all are interested in this? Are you ready for this? Glory to God. Let's dive right in. Turn to Genesis chapter 1 and let's look at verse 22. Because I want to be a student of this. And I, I thought it was very interesting, Barbara, that throughout the Bible, blessing really, really doesn't show up until Abraham. Very from, from Genesis chapter 1 up to Genesis chapter 12, the word blessed, blessed, or blessing hardly appears. Very few times does it occur. But from the time that God speaks to Abraham, I mean the word blessing becomes like a, a very common word and then goes beyond. Let's start. The first time we ever see it is in Genesis 1, And God blessed them. If you've got a Bible, you can underline in or circle. You might want to make note of that. This is the first time. Somebody say the first time. first time. This is the first time the word ever appears. There's a law of first mention. That means you can see something significant here that defines it for itself. The Bible says, and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds of the air on, uh, uh, let the birds multiply on the earth. Now look up at me for a moment. This is the first time it's ever mentioned. And God said to the, to the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters. But notice what the text says. The text says that God blessed them by saying, be fruitful. Ooh, come on, somebody. Again, so as students of the blessing, you can't bless without words. 
the, the blessing is released through words. And what the blessing is, is when something good is spoken. When God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, said to the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, have you ever got a plant that died, that didn't do well, that barely survived? I mean, it's a brand new plant and it's struggling. It's eking out a living. Somebody's smiling because they got that plant right now. I mean, that plan is alive, but it's barely making it. But oh my gosh, you've had that which is done well. Well, those fish of the sea, they didn't have to thrive. But when, somebody say when, when God said, be fruitful, he didn't even say be blessed. He just said something good that empowered them to succeed. From that moment forward, I mean, those fish multiplied and, and just splintered them. They filled the earth. You ever see a flock of birds? Why? Because of what God said at creation, it's still populated. Doesn't matter what storms that come. Doesn't matter what things that happen. Why? Because they were blessed. They were empowered to prosper because God said something good over their life. All right, that's the first time it was ever mentioned. Look at the second time, verse 28. I mean, verse 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion over fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth from the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Then God blessed them and said to them, now, see, I slow down when I see that word, God bless them. And God said to them, uh, am I in the red, by the way, on the, uh, okay, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> God said to, God bless them and said to them, when you see this word blessed from this day forward, you become, I'm challenging you to become a student of the blessing. Be like Jacob. Like, oh, if I go to a church service, oh, I, I'm, I'm expecting God to say something good over me through this message that's going to enable me to win this week. I'm not talking about waiting till next year or next month. I'm, I'm expecting God, you know, say something good. Can I tell y'all a story? Uh, I didn't get a chance to tell Salvation Temple Church's story, but I was working in a ministry and I was on the 24-hour prayer call. And this guy called one day and he was like, look, you know, I just need prayer. I've been going through some things. I've been having some hard times and uh, I just need some prayer right now. And, and before he said, you know what, man, listen, man, uh, pray something good over me. Don't 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 pray. <laughs> you know I mean? Don't pray. <laughs> pray. I don't know. Maybe somebody has been in that moment where. You know, they pray some Lord, if he ain't right, reveal it, Lord. <laughs> you know, let, let something befall upon him if he don't, you know. Do. That guy stopped me and said, pray something good over my life. When I challenge you to be a student, so when you hear this, am I, am I still on? I know it's something changed. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so God blessed them. And said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Notice God didn't say, I bless you. I bless you. Ding. I bless you. Because we think that the blessing is something magical. 
that just is supposed to magically help us. No, what the blessing is, is something that's said that enables you to succeed. It's not, you know, like somebody sneezed, God bless you. Well, what does that mean? God, say something good over this person that will enable them to succeed and prosper. Okay, we'll get that later. Become students of the blessing. So now notice the second time blessing was ever mentioned was as it related to Adam and his wife. And notice when God blessed them, all he did, which was so much more than enough, all he did was say something good over his life. And it enabled Adam to succeed and win in every area. Go to Genesis chapter 2. The third time in scripture we ever see God blessing or someone being blessed is in Genesis 2 verse 3. But let's start in verse 2. It says, in the seventh day ended, God ended his work, which he had done. He rested on the seventh day and from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because it, in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. All right, look up at me for a moment. Now, how many of y'all are starting to get very interested in how this looks? So God blessed the birds and the fish. God blessed Adam, but now God blesses the seventh day? In other words, if our theory is correct, that means God said something good about the seventh day that empowers it to prosper and succeed. Let me say it again. I got the pastor said it, all right? When you see that God blessed something, that means it didn't go, it's not ting. There's something magical about the seventh day, right? Ding. When it says God blessed someone, what does that mean? That means God said something good over it that enables it, right? So that means we ought to be able to go and find somewhere in scripture where God said something about the seventh day that enabled it to be prosperous and successful. When you do it, I don't have all the day to, to teach it, but one of the great scriptures about the seventh day is in the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 11, think about this. You know, God goes off on several of the Ten Commandments, but not all ten. And what I mean by go off on, for example, honor your mother and father. And then he like goes off. You know, this is going to be a commandment of promise. You're going to live long. Days will be added to you. I mean, he really, you know, fleshes it out, so to speak. He also goes off on the first three. Uh, you'll have no other gods beside me. You'll make no graven images, no carved images. I mean, he kind of really fattens it out. But then some of the Ten Commandments are, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false. I mean, you know, it's just like little one-liners, right? But when it came to the Sabbath, watch this. He fattens it out. Let me say it better. He blessed it. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Now listen, I'll read it in verse 8. Verse 8 through 11. He takes three verses on one commandment. He says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, separated. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath unto the Lord. In it you shall do no work, if you obey me. Come on. Nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth 
the sea and all that was in it. He rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed, said something good about the seventh day, and he dedicated it. He made it holy. Oh, man, I got to calm down because I'm getting excited. I won't spend any time on how blessed the Sabbath day or keeping the Sabbath is, but if you want more information about it, just email Chick-fil-A. Wink, wink, wink. Come on, have you re- have you have you been amazed at how blessed Chick-fil-A is? I mean, they have double lines. They were the inventor of the double line drive-through, right? I mean, they got names and numbers. They got iPads. They are wrapped around the building and they shut down. They get no revenue on the seventh day, supposedly, because they honor God. They keep that Sabbath, and now six days are blessed. All right, somebody say, move on, Pastor Stan. All right, so this is powerful. So anytime God blesses something or someone, he'll say something good over it that will enable it to win. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Now, how many of you all see, and those of you that are online, how many of you all see a divine pattern in Scripture as it relates to blessing? This is the pattern of God. He blesses by saying, The Lord blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And the Lord blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. We know that he said six days that you'll work. So there's something that's that's empowered through that. And now we get to Noah and God blessed Noah and his sons and said something good over them that enabled them to win. The next time we see blessing is in Genesis chapter 12 which takes us from Adam to Abraham. I'll spend about mm, no more than 20 minutes and then we'll be done in Jesus' name. All right. So very quickly, since this is absolutely a Bible study tonight, um, I want to show you all the occasions that I could see quickly When God blessed Abraham, because again, we're we're going from Abraham to us, and God is no respecter of persons, all the way back to Adam. If he did this with Adam, then surely he will do it for you and for me. If If God told Adam, hey, don't partake of this tree, and if you don't partake of this tree, then you're going to have a prosperous and blessed life, then hey, then I want to be in that line. And even when we make mistakes like Abraham did, we can see how his blessing can have impact and import on our lives. Genesis chapter 12, go there with me. And verse 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be what? Blessed. Now, isn't it fascinating 
how many times now we see in one short passage, three verses of scripture, how many times the word, I'm going to bless you, bless you, bless you. You will be blessed. I will bless those that bless you. And then you and all the families, come on, how many of y'all see the blessing, at least here, is a big deal? Okay. So it's a big deal to God, and we're going to let it be a big deal to us. Now, notice, though, um, I, I don't have time to take you all back to Galatians chapter 3, but make a note of it. Galatians 3 and verse 8. Galatians 3 and verse 8 tells us that God preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now we're actually looking at when God preached the gospel to Abraham. Again, at Salvation Temple Church, we make a big deal about the gospel. What is the gospel? It is good news. And the greatest good news is that you don't have to go to hell because of Jesus. But it extends far beyond that. And what it is that we are preaching to those who are not saved to those who are saved, the gospel that we preach from this place in Detroit, from Houston, praise God, is that if you obey what God tells you to do, he will bless you. He will say something good over your life and you'll be a success and you will win. So now let's look at the details of what God's message, God's preaching the gospel to Abraham. What does that look like? Because Galatians 3 and 8 says when God appeared to Abram in Genesis 12, Galatians is saying this is a gospel preach. This is God preaching the gospel to Abraham. Look at what the gospel is. In verse 1, God appears and, and this is his message to Abraham. Oh, Abraham, get out from where you are. Go to where I tell you. And if you obey me, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to say something good over your life. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you a blessing where you say something good over people's lives. I will say something good over everybody that says something good over you. And if people say something bad over you, I'm going to say something bad over them. Come on. And then you shall all of the nations of the earth have something good spoken over them. If, somebody say if. If you obey me, if you obey me, if you do what I tell you to do, Abram, then I'm going to say something good over your life. Now, I submit to you, from this moment, God began a history of speaking good again and again. Let me ask you, by show of hands, how many have ever wondered, like, you'll read something that he'll say, look up into the stars, and that's going to be your number of you. And then you'll read two or three other chapters later. And he'll say, look at the sand of the sea and look up at the scars. And so shall you. How many of you have ever wondered, like, like, didn't he just say that before? If you've ever noticed that and you go back and read it as we're beginning to look at tonight, you'll notice that there are nuances that are different. I, I begin to first perceive this in studying Jacob because he was, again, blessed like seven different times. But each time that God spoke something good over Jacob's life, there was a little, little nuance added. Something added that, that just, you know, makes it stand out. It's still good, right? It's still about God's going to give him a land, and this is going to be a mighty land. He's going to give you children, and these children are going to be great. I mean, and every time, 
can, I, can I interject something real quick? From this day forward, when you bless your children, what that means is say something good over them. And you can bless them again and again. And when you bless them another time, just with a little nuance, you are going to be brilliant. You are going to do exploits. You are going to know God. How do you bless your children? By saying something good. Oh, man. I'm almost done. All right, so let's dig in a little bit deeper. So from Adam to Abraham, how many of y'all can see God blessing Abraham in this? Uh, So we said that. Oh, let me me establish it. Write Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 in your notes. Uh, Somebody could type it on our comments. Um, God said in Deuteronomy 30, 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth witness today against you that I set before you life and death. Watch this, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. You could say choose blessing that you and your descendants may live. When God appeared to Abram in Genesis 12, he set before him life and death blessing and cursing. He said, I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. And it's up to you to choose. Same thing when he, when he appeared to Adam. He said, I set before you life, right? And if you choose this in that day, you'll surely die. That's a curse. That's a problem. That, that, a curse is when somebody says something bad that will enable you to fail. Amen. So we see God blessed Abraham. If you read all of Genesis 12, he says something good over Abraham's life because of his obedience. He says it'll be like the stars of the sea. Let's look at the second time. Uh, Well, we see the manifestation of the blessing in Genesis 13, verse 2. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. I say that just to remind us that the blessing of the Lord will make you rich. And it did in Abraham's life. In Genesis 12, he said something good. Your your children are going to be blessed. They'll be like the number of the the children, the the sand of the sea. And by the time he gets one chapter later, he's, he's starting to manifest prosperity financially. All right, now let's look at it. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, is the second time God says something good over Abraham's life. Verse 14 says, the Lord said to Abraham or Abram, after Lot separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look to the pl- look from the place where you are, northward, southward, and eastward. And I'll just leave it at that. Look up at me for a moment. <laughs> this is the second time. You think that God could have said it the first time and that would have been enough. That it would have just, that life, blessing, goodness would have just fell on Abraham's life and that's all would have been, would have been said. But evidently, there's something powerful released every time God says something good over your life. Is that right? And, and I mean, every time God wants to speak blessing, it must, there must be something released through those words. He said, lift up your eyes. Well, he had already told him, I'm going to give you this land in in chapter 12. 
But he tells him again in chapter four, in chapter 13, verse 14, lift up your eyes. Let's look at the third time. Somebody say this is the third time. Genesis 14, verse 18 through 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God. He spoke on behalf of God. He ministered on behalf of God. Verse 19, he, priest of, he was priest of the Most High, and he blessed Abram and said, blessed be Abram, God of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hands, and he gave him a, a tithe or a tenth of everything. This is the third time, somebody say third time, God says something good over Abraham or Abram that empowered him to prosper. Now notice, if you look up at me, Abram or, or, or Melchizedek is one who speaks like pastor. He speaks on behalf of God. And he says to Abram, Something good be spoken over you that will enable you to win and prosper. God speaks something good over you that will enable you to prosper and to win. God's priest spoke God's blessing. Amen? Amen. We see that the third time. Look at the fourth time in Genesis chapter 15 and verse number one. I'm almost done. I know it's late, so hang in there. Somebody say, hang in there. Woo, this is good. Um. Number four, verse one of Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And he goes on and talks to him about good happening for a few moments. But note, God shows up and says something good. Is it good that God is your shield? Is it good that he is your reward? Oh, that blesses you, right? It enables you that when you come up against an army, that God is your reward. God is your shield. When the world doesn't do right by you and he says, I'm your reward, that's something good to know that God is your reward. So this is the fourth time that God said something good. Let's look at the fifth time. Genesis 16, verse 10. The fifth time, verse 10 says, Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for a multitude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at God blessing this woman, he says to her, I will multiply your descendants. Now, when you study this out, this is actually Ishmael's mama. You know, God don't bless mess, right? Well, hold on. <laughs> now, 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 yeah, God doesn't bless mess. But when you backtrack and remember what God said to Abram, I'm going to bless your seed. Was Ishmael his seed? Yeah. All right. Now, was it a mess? Yeah, it was a mess. Amen. But he's still Abram's seed. 
I see some of you parents calculating right now. <laughs> and you should believe that no matter the circumstances under for which your children were born, no matter the circumstances in your life from which you are, your children are blessed of the Lord. God's still going to say something good over them that enables them to prosper and to win. Because of what God said, he ensured that the Ishmaelites were blessed. That, and, and, and in that, I want you to see, that's God blessing Abraham by looking out for Ishmael and Ishmael's kids, right? Amen. So it's God blessing. The fifth time God blessed Abraham is when he blessed the descendants of Ishmael. The sixth time. Genesis 17. I'm almost done. Genesis 17 and verse 1. Is, did y'all get anything good out of this tonight? Come on, was this powerful? Does it speak to you? Amen. All right. Sixth time, Genesis 17 and verse 1. When Abram was 90 and 9 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said. Now, I know it doesn't say the Lord blessed him and said. But when God says something good over your life, it's going to enable you to prosper and succeed. You could say he blessed you by saying, right? So notice God appeared to Abram and said, I am the almighty walk before me and be blameless. If you go ahead and read all of 17, he again said, I am going to make you a great nation. I'm going to give you this land wherein you walk. I'm going to bless your children's children's children, all, etc." In this passage, God blesses Abram the sixth time, the seventh time, is in Genesis 18, verse 10. He said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. <laughs> Glory to God. This is the seventh time. Somebody say the seventh time. Now, if we, if, if we did this like, you know, some people think, then all God's got to do is say it one time, and he'll need to say it, and, and that's it. But there's a reason why God keeps saying it. He keeps speaking it. Why? By speaking it, he's enabling you to prosper. You are going to be a success. Your children are going to be a success. Everything you set your hands to, he's blessed because you are blessed. God's going to say something good over him because he speaks good over you. Come on. He's just saying it and keeps saying it. This morning, my dad said, God bless you, son. Good morning. I said, I receive it, dad. My mom said, oh, y'all cut it out. Y'all cut it out. <laughs> I'm telling you because I highly value the blessing by him release. I mean, not, not only is he my natural dad, but he's a one in spiritual authority. He's saying God is going to say something good to you. Amen. In a number of weeks, next week, I'll be in Florida sitting in a ministry conference. Praise God. I'm already going with an expectation like, okay, God, say something good. I need to hear something good. Say something good about our family. God in this moment speaks concerning children being born. What a blessing. All right, number nine. We're almost done. There's only 11, so just three more and I'll let you go. Uh, number nine is Genesis. Oh, I, I missed eight. Oh, yes. Thank you, girl. Come on. Don't let me go without giving you all of them. So number eight is Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Seeing that he'll become a great nation. 
Again, that's the eighth time God shows up, says something good to Abram. Genesis chapter 20, verse 3 gives us the ninth time. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she's a man's wife. Listen, God will bless you by dealing with your enemies. He showed up and said, you are but a dead man. What is that? That's God blessing you, cursing those who curse you. God blessed him by protect. God blessed Abraham by coming against Abraham, you know, this situation, coming, coming against this situation for Abraham's sake. Whew, man, this is good. And then number, 20, uh, number 10 is Genesis chapter 21. I'm, I'm rushing. Uh, Genesis chapter 21, verse 12 and 13. But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of the bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For Isaac, your seed shall be called. For, I, for in Isaac shall your seed be, be called. Yet I will make a nation of the son of the bondwoman because he is your seed. So the situation came back up about Ishmael. God spoke something good about Isaac in it, and he spoke something good about Ishmael in it. Again, it's God saying something good about Abram. And the last one, as I close, is Genesis chapter 22, verse 15 through 18, the 11th time God says something good over Abram. The angel of the Lord said, called Abram a second time out of heaven, and he said, by myself I've sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. This is God himself saying, because you have done this thing and not have withheld your only son, blessing, I will bless you, multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as the sand of the seashore. Your descendants shall compass the gates of their enemies in you, in your seed. All nations of the earth shall be blessed. Watch this. Because you have obeyed my voice. Powerful, powerful. Amen? I don't know if we got that. Let me say it one more time. The angel of the Lord, on the day, you all remember, Abraham was sacrificing Isaac. He stopped him. There was a ram in the bush. God was so pleased that he spoke a blessing over Abram again, Abraham again. And he says, because you have obeyed my voice, you have not kept your only child. I mean, you did what I asked you to do. And because you did what I asked you to do, I'm going to say something good. As a matter of fact, I swear by myself, your seed are going to be the seed of the stars. Well, God, didn't you already say that? Your seed are going to be as the sand of the shore. God, didn't you already say that? And he adds, your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. That's another one of those nuances. He didn't say that at the first, but he said it at the last. He blessed Abraham by saying, amen. Did y'all get anything good out of this?